0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You, XOXO, Episode 6. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty.
1: It's good to be here with you today, again.
0: Again, mm-hmm. yes. If you're not familiar with what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, Paris Games Week is upon us. PlayStation just finished their conference. Literally, it's over. We hit record on this thing. We already put up Episode 5 today, your normal episode, 9 a.m., of course, every tuesday on kind of funny ga- games uh on your itunes and every other podcast service of choice but we're doing this bonus episode because that was all the news of last week now we get to react to this what was it two and a half hour or an hour and a half press conference yeah hour, hour, and and press conference? Yep,
1: hour and a half a little more than that
0: what did you think of it call Oh, that was great i think yeah. they got a
1: i think they to your point when we were watching it together a lot of the third party multi-platform stuff out mm-hmm. early so it's not mixed in later i hate how they do that shit at at uh E3 when it's like Assassin's Creed towards the end and I was like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. not really what we want to see no offense to Assassin's Creed or you know whatever game yeah you want to uh, we
0: want to see exclusives in what PlayStation is being defined with
1: right so the rhythm was nice the announcements uh, were cool we saw some games that were in stasis for a while we haven't seen anything out of a game like Wild for sure. yeah uh, Wild yeah I hadn't heard about it in quite um, some time and uh you know, the most obvious announcement in the world happened at the end, which was Quantic Dreams, new game. You know, I called that a long time ago, but I'm not really going to give myself a comment was right about that because it was, I think, obvious, really obvious. Yeah. Um,
0: you want to talk about that? Start there with the big one.
1: I, th- I thought we would go in order, but whatever you want to do, I'm, ask-
0: I'm asking you what you want to do.
1: We- I feel like we should because uh, I wrote notes and I think you probably yeah, maybe I did, too. Uh, we should just go in order of announcements to get so we don't skip anything i think right okay. don't that's you think me?
0: sure uh, yeah it's whatever you want to do these people are along for the ride no matter what right. they, you, you want to hear about quantic you just drop drop to the end but don't why would you do that
1: so this isn't a regular this isn't a regular podcast in that we're not this is a, the the ropers report i guess but i didn't write anything i just have some i just have bullet points and we'll talk about yeah me too of course
0: if you didn't know of course this is ps i love you xoxo it is kind of funny.com's playstation podcast it is the number one playstation podcast on the internet it is the number three car talk podcast on the, pod, uh, on the world, in the world of podcasting. Uh, if you like it, make sure you go to kindofunny.com, subscribe to all the YouTube channels, back us on Patreon, go to the store, do all that jazz, let's get right into it. We started this conference right with new exclusive logos. That's, exclu- the, that's yeah. probably the biggest thing, that there's now different logos for co- console exclusives coming first to PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive.
1: Well, I thought that... You know, I think Xbox does a really nice job during their conferences of the, the the woman saying, you know, Xbox exclusive or whatever, you know, whatever she says. It just like sets the tone for what you're looking at and all that. And I don't think Sony talks about it, but both sides are really guilty of having a muddled message where, you know, Microsoft sure. called Tomb Raider an exclusive forever. It is not an exclusive. It yeah, is yeah. nowhere near being an exclusive. It never was an exclusive. Um, and so I think that that really that particular instance got people a little upset and some other things. Where it's like, what does that word mean? We always talk about the meaning of words, and and exclusive means something. So Sony, to their credit, is trying to whittle that down with these new blue and white logos that say, you know, first on PlayStation, exclusive content on PlayStation, right. PlayStation exclusive. So we know, just get you know, talk about Council it and get
0: exclusive was thrown around a lot.
1: Um, it started, you know, with the normal corporate talk, the looking back at PS One, which is it's the twentieth anniversary of PS One's right. launch um, in. Uh, the West. I mean, Japan. It came out in 1994, but it came out in 1995 in America and mm-hmm. Europe. Uh, but the first game they showed was Call of Duty: Black Ops Three, specifically zombies, specifically the PlayStation I think exclusive zombies map, which is this big open kind of map. Looks fun. Don't care. Talked about.
0: You uh, you care? You said I care about like Call of Duty, but I mean, I don't fun. I don't care about going to play the zombie. Map. I
1: don't need to see this, and um, I, I will play zombies more. Yeah. Uh, but um. The console that uh, you know, I know it's probably gonna do really well. That console is ex- it's and hideous. That black and orange, it's yeah. Hideous. No, 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 that's not a good looking. Console. Um, but yeah, looks slick and it looks fun. Call of Duty sells because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, second one they showed was uh, Battlefront, a Battlefront new Battlefront trailer. This is a, a cool trailer because it showed a lot of the characters. These characters have been announced already, right? But they in were motion. announced like last week, right? But we see them in motion. So Leia and Han and You're Boba Fett. Boba Fett
0: had his little joke there. Yeah, go yeah, you you over the sar- yeah
1: went over the Sarlacc pit. Um, when he got you know made into a bitch on the the skiff on Java skiff right, in, the, right. in the Tatooine desert when he went out Return like Return of the bitch. Jedi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so looks fun looks cool it's not a game for me the the thing that the third game that was talked about Greg that I think we can we can really get into um, a little bit more mm-hmm. um, is Street Fighter Five right uh, so they talked about Street Fighter Five the big news is that February sixteenth twenty sixteen yep. is when it's going to come out sixteen characters. Um, Final one is harder. Uh, yeah, they had uh, Harada come on who we'll talk about in a minute because, of course, he's associated with Tekken. Um, they announced Old Man Dalsim, as mm-hmm. I like to call him.
0: Yeah, you were very excited about that. You thought that was cool. Yeah, as a Street I, Fighter I, fan, you thought it was a nice touch that he's aged.
1: Yeah, I like Street Fighter. I play it these days very in a very cursory kind of way, but I, it's one of those games... You know, Tim often talks about how he doesn't play a lot of games, but he's into like learning about them and watching them and stuff like that. And Street is one of those games where I actually get excited to just... Because I, I have a very old school connection to that series, very right? yeah. kindred connection to that series. It's cool to see these characters again. I'm disappointed with what they did to Ken, who is like my favorite character, and it looks terrible. But Dalseem is older; he's got like a beard, and I think I just think it's a, a nice little um, little take on it. Um, so the 15 characters are now, have now been announced. There is a 16th character. I don't know who it's going to be. Right. They did announce that uh, in the first year after release, so from February 16th, I guess to February 16th, 2017. There'll be six new characters available, and they should all be available for free if you use the in-game currency, fight money. It's called. I don't know how you earn it. I don't know anything about it. Which means you can buy them with real money if right. you don't want to.
0: But they, that's how they announced it. Of right. course, fight money will get it. Exactly. So just play for a year, you'll be fine.
1: Do you have anything to add on this? By the way, do we have like? Did you collect any reader questions? Or are we not they, doing anything? The reading,
0: like? the reader questions are being put right now in the forums. I just tweeted out the link saying if you want to talk about it, post questions, comments, concerns. You can jump.
1: So you're there. gonna do that dynamically.
0: Exactly. Well, I'm gonna let them build up for a little bit, and then okay. we go
1: through, knock them out uh because i just don't want to talk forever here
0: uh okay topic of the show it's roper's report it's everything at once right this is an irregular if you're yeah this is the first time you've ever seen ps i love you xoxo sorry it's usually more structure than this there's usually more jokes but today it's all news we got a big fat news sandwich delivered by shuhei yoshida and it's time to put it in our mouths
1: well then uh as you mentioned uh Katsuhiro Harada, who is, you know, the visionary behind Tekken, came out on stage when they were going to announce the 16th character was a very awkward exchange between, uh, you know, everyone on stage. Um, but then he announced Tekken 7 is coming to PlayStation 4. Um, unclear if it's a console exclusive like play or like Street Fighter 5 is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it, in, it. I don't know anything about Tekken lore, so I'm sorry for all of our fighting fans out there. It seems like it's a prequel or at least has prequel sensibilities in terms of the story. Um, And they announced later on that it will use PlayStation VR. And we'll talk a lot about PlayStation VR later. Oh, we will. But it'll be PlayStation VR compatible. They showed up Battleborn trailer from Gearbox. Game looks fine. It's a a MOBA. It's not really a game for me.
0: Sure, but when we talked about it, when we talked about it at the GameStop Expo with Randy Pitchford, mm. he did sell me on it. Where I want to play that game, I want to give it a shot. And I s- kept saying "moba, moba, moba." MOBA he's like, "It's got moba tendencies, but it's not a moba." Da, da, da. It's like a I, dirty I, word. Exactly. Well, well course, it's a good word maybe, maybe, but yeah. With, with us a, or, and our people, yeah. sure. Like, yeah, but I'm I don't want to throw that one just under the bus totally. You know what I mean? Like, I'm interested in seeing that one and what it's all about. Um, look something up real quick. You're allowed to do that.
1: Uh, so they showed Battleborn. That's fine. That's they the showed a first there. They showed a game console exclusive to PS4 called Boundless. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this. People should go look at the trailer. I got, at first, when I saw it, I was like, is this the Tomorrow Children? Like, did they do, did they like, because it went away for a while? I was like, did they redo art assets or something? But it, because I got that Minecraft, the Tomorrow Children vibe from it, but I just don't know what it is. If you
0: remember when they started, I I immediately, knee jerk reaction, said, it's No Man's Sky. And then we we went with that for a few seconds, and I was like, wait, I've never seen a hammer like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that is. I'm pulling up the PlayStation blog post that went up about Boundless during. Conference, uh, Boundless is a super ambitious PS4 and PC cross-platform game where everyone, yes, everyone, plays together in a single online universe. Boundless is a Great. big, open-ended game, <laughs> and the best way to explain why it's cool is to tell you what you might do because it's your story, your homeworld beyond. Then he goes into a giant thing here. You're teaming up. You got a homeworld. You do all this other stuff. You're writing your own story. Hunt for creatures in, da- in dangerous areas and sell rare loot. Offer your services to master builders or other citizens to honest work. Collect the weirdest creatures from across the universe and open up a space zoo. Then charge the citizens coin to come visit. Create amazing sandbox contraptions. Like, yeah, we're not going to play this No, game. no, definitely not. Look pretty, but not for us, for
1: sure. Uh, They showed, I this is when our feed went down for a little while. I think they showed amplitude.
0: See, I don't know, was it? Because they put a, a developer in front of it that wasn't harmonics. Oh,
1: I, I don't know. Let me dig into that one. Yeah. I agree that that is when our feed dies. that's, died, a, that's so that, is a, that. Yeah, that is a, 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 a dark black hole in my in my sheet everything here. All right, through. now we're gonna get into the we're getting into the fucking nitty gritty. This is now. where this is where they start to excel, and we get super excited because this is when we really start talking about. Like, I'm looking at my list. Actually, these are all exclusives from here, either console exclusive
0: or just straight up exclusive. So, No Man's Sky. Sorry, well, I'm sorry. Real quick before you go, here's I think your answer. For no, don't mind,
1: it, don't, don't mind it. Don't mind it. Let's me.
0: get through the thing we were talking about. Unless I'm wrong about the, you know, here it is. It's Vector. Vector announced for PS4, developed Vector. in collaboration okay, with. AVC uh, vector is a multiplayer music game offering a seamless fusion between gameplay graphics and music. The idea is a responsive experience where you and your friends performance not only affect the race and the final rankings, but will also bring dynamic challenges to the music and environment, which will make each race feel like your own little remixed version of that particular track. Sounds like another game we'll never play. Um, yeah, not for me. It
1: looks fine. Uh, I saw just a little bits exactly. and pieces we of it It to was muted back and, and watch that trailer. Yeah, American. exactly. So We're I don't, wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to Yeah, I don't want to jump the gun and and all of this. Um, let me see. I just want to. I'm just looking real quick.
0: I'm gonna look real quick at this thing over. Let's see. Let's
1: see. Let's 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 see.
0: What let's see. What are you looking for? Let me help you.
1: Um, I want to just find. So here's the thing. All right. So No Man's Sky is the next game up.
0: Yeah.
1: The I figured. I always thought that this was already confirmed. People talk about it like it's not, and I feel like they reconfirmed it tonight. But I'm not sure today. This morning, No Man's Sky console exclusive on PS4, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they they have that game locked down, right? I mean, is that the assumption that you have based on the way they talked about the game? And and yeah, they
0: put it in front console exclusive, and I thought we had known that forever. But that leaves the door open for PC. That's always the one thing we. Well, PC is coming. They know we know that. Then I, I Uh, I think it was just a clarification, but I don't think I think it's one of those things that yeah. Is it news, but might be news to some people, similar to like Sony not doing first-party Vita stuff anymore? Right.
1: So the big news about No Man's Sky, regardless of where it's going to land and when it's going, is when it's going to land, and that we have a date. It's it, or a month. It's June twenty sixteen. Not imminently. Uh, not, not imminently. This week, like so some obvious were that 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 rumor was so fucking stupid. Yeah, people get excited um, now. I think that that's. I know it's not. I don't care if people are getting excited or not. That was a rumor from a reputable site that is dead wrong It was obviously wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, now. There's more to be said about No Man's Sky. I don't think we've seen the last of it in terms of it sh- its showing at shows. I think that my prediction with this is that PSVR compatibility will be announced at PSX for uh, the game. But we still saw another trailer. The trailer seemed to take it more um, seriously. There's a VO yeah. oh, and it's, a, it's world building now. Let's and explain all this. some stuff to
0: you rather yeah. than just show you the same demo where you get out and identify that worm. Exactly. And nobody knows what the hell's happening.
1: Exactly. So No Man's Sky, June 2016, PS4, PC. Um, presumably console exclusive on PS4 based on the way it was talked about
0: 100% console exclusive that's because if you remember that was the introduction to this the Correct. next three games are console exclusives for confirmed for 2016 okay and it was boundless the vector game and then yeah no man's sky okay so that's locked Uh, next up
1: and we're I mean this is game of the year candidate already <laughs> is uh, Matterfall yeah now Matterfall we don't even know what it is all I know is House Marks making it. You can see here on my where is it over here on my my House Mark logo, my yeah. little my little Easter egg cuz I'm so obsessed with them. Um and the people the that are running the, the the sirens are going off.
0: She's ringing ringing all the bells in town. What do
1: you think so Matterfall the vibe I got from this particular PlayStation 4 game. Yeah. No surprise that they're working. You know, no mention of Alienation Alienation was shown, Alienation is the other House Mark game was shown in the in the in the, yeah, in the sizzle reel. Matterfall is something else, and the vibe. So I was talking to you about it. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen a house trailer like this.
0: Yeah, no, it looked um, like it could be something completely different. Yeah, and Third I'm like, person, big game.
1: So my assum- like so my assumption originally was like, are they working on a triple A game?
0: Yeah, and then
1: I was like, no, yeah. they're not going to. For
0: me, the butt came when they switched to the side profile, and mm-hmm. he was running, shooting, blowing the people into right, right. little things. You, it looked like, uh, it looked like, uh, I'm blanking on the PS4 launch game. Uh, the best one ever. Oh, Resogun. Thank you. It oh yeah, like yeah, the box. It's like when you're running, you know, how you run on that plane. That's what it looked like. Except you were literally running, uh, running on, you know, on foot, shooting things.
1: The, that's what they do. They, they. House Mark understands the, the addiction cycle with yeah. the game. They yeah. do. They yeah. like. They totally get it. They totally nail it. Um, we don't know anything else about the game. Would you
0: like some more information from ex dev about the game? Sure. Matterfall follows an unexpected hero fighting for survival on a ravished sci-fi world infected by a mysterious and deadly alien material known only as smart matter. Using agility and powerful weaponry, you must explore this new world and utilize your own control over the smart matter to uncover the mystery of this new threat and save the day before it threatens the very existence of the human race. Expect over-the-top action through a vivid sci-fi world and all the addictive, lightning-fast arcade gameplay that you would expect from our friends at Housemark, the veteran team behind PlayStation Classics, Resogun, Dead Nation, and Super Stardust. That's all they have. More news cool. in the
1: future. Yeah, it's smart for them to continue to get in bed with House Mark. We were yeah. talking about an episode or two ago, I think, about studios that that Sony should buy and everyone's talking about insomniac and blah blah blah. And I'm like, they should buy House Mark. You know? Yeah. Like, take it to the bank. Like I I they've never made a bad game or even a good game. They've made they make great games. Mm-hmm. Great games. Fantastic, awesome games. There's no reason to expect that Alienation, which is probably somewhat imminent, and we'll probably see that at PSX, and then Matterfall. Um, will not be more of the same for them. And I I, uh, I have to email them later. And, First and half of 2016,
0: I, I predict. Matt? For Alien Nation. Oh, for Alien
1: Nation. Yeah. All right, next up we saw Ratchet & Clank from Insomniac's East Coast studio. Uh twenty sixteen Looks great uh, to coincide with the movie. Um, so not much more to say about that. Horizon Zero Dawn was interesting to me. It's what you saw, right? You were telling me? That, so the demo that was shown is the demo I saw behind closed doors at E3. Okay. Pretty much beat for beat. I could be wrong. It could be in a different area and stuff. But the idea was that she was sneaking up on this herd of robotic dinosaurs and was using near a river using these like these rope traps to trap them and then gathering all their materials. Then they fought the huge, massive dinosaur. She bought the huge, massive dinosaur in yeah. my demo. Then they stopped the camera and showed how big the dinosaur that was. was. Cool. So they did. They did that in my demo, though. Like, so what I'm saying is like for beat for beat, that is what I saw. That's awesome. They did it live when I saw it.
0: I um, love but, it when yeah. they do that, though, because that's the same thing. My Uncharted, you know, closed door behind closed doors demo at E3, right? Was the you know the part after you hit the thing on the rope and then you get dragged through and there's the fire and Elena done, and now they show that right? Like I like that. Eventually the walls come down and the people get to see it. Plus you figure it's an easy way for them to double dip. They get to make one demo. Here it is. We don't want to show you too much, so we show the press this, and then we show it to you later, and it's new to you. Like the old NBC. Thing. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to
1: see much more of it anyway. It looked yeah. like it was running better, um, but we were watching it in a somewhat standard def state because we were having internet problems. Um, so I don't want to speak too authoritatively about that. The big news from Herman when he was on stage from Gorilla 2016. So mm-hmm. uh, no specific date, but a year given, 2016, you have to assume this is going to be the big fall game. And, and, um, This game looks really, really, really good. Yeah. I I think that there's every reason in the world to be very excited about this game. And, And as I tweeted out earlier today that some people might have seen, this is really Gorilla leveling up a little bit. This is Gorilla. Gorilla can do more than Killzone. And I, I, there's, as people who listen to us back on, our, on Podcast Beyond back in the old days know, I've always been really hard on Gorilla because I think that they're capable of doing more than what they were doing. And I think Shadowfall was a step in that direction with their core series, which I'm not so sure they'll ever revisit again. Uh, Horizon's something different and something new and something fresh, this action RPG. It looks fucking awesome. It really does. We gave it, it
0: was one of those, we gave it, you know, uh, Game of the Show at E3 for Kind of Funny, our first ever Kind of Funny Game of the Show award, and you watch this, and it's like, this is why. You know what I mean? You're watching this demo, it's a little bit different, but still awesome looking, the action's crazy, the guys are huge, they're talking about how they ripped off Freedom Wars, of course, and you can take out selected parts of the enemy and then use them against them. That's cool. mm. Freedom Wars 2, that's all I'm saying, but yeah.
1: Yeah, not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's cool to give, for people that were a little more skeptical, seeing what I saw behind closed doors when I was, uh, all about giving the game, game of the show, maybe this gives you a little more context, and maybe you agree now. Uh, they showed a trailer for Bloodborne, The Old Hunters, which comes out November 24th, this is a Bloodborne DLC, um, obviously PS4 exclusive, looks fun, I like the flamethrower weapon, and the big, like, spinning blade weapon he has, it reminded me that, um, I really enjoyed playing Bloodborne, I actually started to get into the gameplay loop. Um, a little bit and the rewarding,
0: the challenge of yeah,
1: glacial kind of way you play the game. And yeah. I actually really started to enjoy it. I think the reason I stopped, if I remember correctly, is because I had to go on vacation and I was gone for like two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's not a game you just pick back up, right? It's a game that I, I, I you know, we're taking the last two weeks of the year off. I'm going to be pretty much alone. I think that that's one of the games that I might revisit and see what happens or maybe even start from the beginning. I don't know if I can nice. actually just jump back in again. Um, they talked about Drive Club DLC called Bikes.
0: It's all it's a, it's expansion or standalone. They said
1: okay. So Drive Club Bikes available right now. So that Tonight, was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Seems that was there. That was their um, big you know their what what was the game last year? Entwined at E three. Oh yeah. yeah. When they're like it's available now, and I was like it's not very good. <laughs> um, this is uh, yeah. This particular uh, DLC is available now. So Drive Club continues to to rock on. It looks very pretty. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush Two. Uh, was shown off. I'm glad that they gave uh, Japan Studio Games some some screen time, uh, even though you know they're traitors to the Vita.
0: Yeah, of course. And the fact that this game just looks like the fucking Vita game. Yeah, it really does. Like, I mean, if you play Gravity Rush, you're like, this looks. Are these just the same environment? I mean, obviously they're they're super high def and all this jazz, but it's like, is this the same world doing the same thing?
1: Yeah. So that's one of my my notes. I said it looks the same. Uh, Kichiro Toyama, who's obviously the the guy who, behind the game, was on stage. They talk a little bit about co op and some other new options that will be available in the game. AI they not, tag team, yeah, yeah, they did not mention. Um, they did not mention the Gravity Rush HD port that will yeah, be coming yeah. to PS4 and we'll get more into other ports that they didn't announce yet sure. or they didn't talk about either but they do have
0: three gravity styles now Colin Luna, Jupiter and then your regular old one you've been playing as forever sometimes you're heavier sometimes you're lighter they all look kind of the same
1: new very new uh, Uncharted 4 uh, at Thief's End was shown This was specifically multiplayer I was surprised to see Christoph Balastro come to the stage until I re- remembered he's French uh, so the first thing and we already knew about this the beta will run for the multiplayer beta from the 4th to the 13th so they can stress test it they did reiterate the game will come out in March I still don't believe it um, March 18th and what I liked about the the, the the multiplayer seemed frenetic it seemed it seemed a little bit more dynamic I don't know the nature of the different modes that will be in it but what I did like about what I saw from the multiplayer and I don't know if you agree is that it it's just a shit ton of throwbacks yeah, which is really really cool. The characters, the way it ends with the with the uh, the tomb from or the uh, the sarcophagus from yeah, yeah, yeah from from um, well, the original. That, that was
0: the thing he talked about. There being new side, the new new things that are sidekicks and mystical power powers. Sidekicks are you can spawn an AI enemy or AI guy to help you, and then mystical being that. You can drop in El Goddamn Diablo, El Dorado, El Goddamn Dorado, and he'll you know send out the stuff because if you touched him, remember if you touched mm. the gold thing, you got all possessed. That was happening at one point. Elena, th- you know, hit up a power up and she got to shoot around like the guys at the end of, end of Uncharted Three It was cool. And I didn't understand at the time because it, it was all happening so fast. We were calling out, "Oh, there!" You're like, "Is that Marlo?" Like, probably yeah. Mm. And then we saw Eddie again. We saw the you know the en- enemies that you'd be able to play as, and just like you've always been able to. But then a guy popped up in the medic bag. In medic bag, just like, are they adding classes? What is that? And then I remembered the sidekicks thing from right, earlier right. showing that, that that's what that was going to be. Yeah, that there was, was what, one
1: thing when when Elena threw like a, a grenade that was actually like a healing grenade. Yeah, or whatever.
0: exactly. Now they have the ability yeah, to throw out those things. It's and heal
1: it's themselves. it's um, it seems frenetic. It's one of those things that I, I liked the uh, wave, uh, uh, the wave based. Sure multiplayer like yeah, gameplay, like yeah like kind when of went playing with friends. i thought that was fun yeah
0: um, so i mean you remember i got really into uncharted 2 multiplayer yeah. and that looking at that that kind of reminded me of like oh man I remember, those are good times i'm yeah. excited to try that again
1: yeah it runs well and i i the on uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 it was fun it wasn't like the draw of the games to me but sure um yeah, it's cool that they focused on that. I'm sure we'll see one more look at it before it comes out, probably at PSX.
0: Nice to see that they had the grappling hook, too. You know, one of the big things they've shown from Uncharted single player now is in that game. Right. It's in here as well, so you can swing around like a bunch of goofs. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I, I enjoyed the throwbacks uh, and the kind of, the frenetic, like I said, the frenetic nature, yeah. but they didn't talk at all about single player, and no one really needs to see any more of it. Yeah, anyway. we're done. All right, so let's really get into the confusing shit now. Uh, <laughs> Dreams. Media Molecule, not surprisingly, took to this being a European studio, took to the stage to see, uh, to show off Dreams, rather. They noted that it's still an alpha. Um, The uh, beta will run in 2016. It is not clear if it's a 2016 game. It probably isn't. No. Um, Unless
0: they're going to do like Minecraft and the beta is the game and they put that out and then go from there.
1: Dreams is a little less confusing to me now. We'll we'll get into this in a minute, but what they basically showed is you create an imp and the imp in, in the demo was like a little piece of like a little flame yeah uh orange flame and you can and they said you can explore and communicate and do all these kinds of things through the conduit of the imp
0: he follows the controller the right. motion uh, motion of the controller right
1: so it's six axis controlled you can use the touchpad and stuff like that draw it seems like watching the guys play they're using the triggers a lot too yeah um so it seems like a pretty dynamic game in that respect uh i'm i'm <laughs> I don't know. I really don't believe in 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 the ability of this game to to deliver what it's going to deliver because the one I, thing that, the one thing that they made me there's two things they said that scared me. One uh-huh. was it could be a platform, it could be a puzzle game, it could be a sandbox game, it could be a racing game. I'm like, All right, so you know uh, you do all these things, but you're the master of none of them, right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that they said that concerned me was that they and little they use their old game Little Big Planet as as the benchmark where they're like we had the play and the create things that were separate so you could theoretically play a little big plan and never create anything. And people enjoyed doing that. People like playing the game like that in the sequel, the same way they said that they're kind of fusing those more intimately together. I'm like, Nope. You know, that's like not the reason I play games. You make the game. Yeah you know what I mean like sure. and then you sell it to me
0: that was the thing is like it sound this uh, you know we didn't understand what the fuck dreams was when we first saw it and you see it now and you're like okay I get it more and it's just it's little big planet now where the imp is sack boy is what I felt like now I, I think the worlds are going to be different you can do more we saw the demo where what he, I think what you're talking about you he went into a level right and there he was able to then put more trees down and put the house down and find the door to get through the thing to get to the, it's like okay fine but it's like not every level has to be that, obviously. But then I'm more concerned of just like I don't want to sit there and motion control everything because there was like there was a point when because you can use the imp to possess things and like you can grab objects and move them with it, but you can possess things like the doll he did. And then if you watched during the demo, like when the doll was walking, he was like moving the controller like this, like rotating the controller left, right, or right, left, right. You know what I mean? Like to be the legs yeah, that's of it. just not. And fun. I was like, no fucking way. I don't want not to do fun. that at all.
1: That's just not fun. And really pretty.
0: I'm sure. Yeah. I I think it will deliver what it's trying to deliver. I think it's. I don't know if people want that.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to deliver what it, I mean. My, m- you know, who knows? The game's so far out. I don't want to like yeah, criticize yeah. the shit out of it, and I've not played it. I'm, you know, but I just, just based on, I don't think it can deliver what it's going to deliver because I don't even think it knows what it is. Like, mm-hmm. like, what is it? I think it's, you know, a like, what is, is the a PS4? But it doesn't. But a Little Big planet's easy to understand. Sure. Like the sequence they show with the trees in the house and going through the door—is that part of the game? Is that like—is that going to happen for everyone? Mm-hmm. I don't. I'll, I think when we talked to Shuhei at E3, one of my criticisms of, of Dreams was like, you guys have a lot of explaining to do. No one knows what this game even is. And they, yeah. and they knew that. They're not stupid. Yeah, yeah. And they have to have this this very thoughtful, and I'm sure they do, PR plan to roll out. And they started today explaining what Dreams is. It often, it makes you wonder, like, why not just make a game that's a little more self-explanatory? Like, why? I appreciate Media Molecule. I think they're fantastic. They're, I, I know pe- uh, people at that studio, including Shabon, who runs the studio. She's a really great woman. Um... And they're smart and they're clever and they're they're weird. They are artists.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? When you talk about art and games and who, uh, like, they are artists in the way of they make these abstract things that they want you to pull meaning from and interact with and make your own story and stuff like that.
1: But I still feel like I want to see,
0: like, a game.
1: Sure. you know make a game like, if you like they the, are artists so deliver to me your vision for a game
0: i feel like the level you watched right is going to be a level f- similar to one you'll find in the game where you're early on it's explaining how you play this game and you jump in and there's nothing there and there's that remember there's like bubble in the tree that was clicked on it's like you have to make you know da, da. I mean, you could put zero trees down just drop the house and get into the house and use the door like the door was the big thing to get to so it's about placing that door and going
1: right i i, I think they're super talented and, and i'm hoping that i'm wrong i just for all of that artistic talent, for all of that vision that they have, and they have incredible vision, maybe more than any of the other studios in first party, it's like just make a game, yeah. Just make a game, you know. Like you did it with Tearaway; it wasn't really for me, but a lot of people fucking love that game, and that was them making a game, just like they made a game with Little Big Planet. It hurts to go too abstract, and I think that you know it's gonna it might hurt them. Like, how, how do you sell this game? Like what is it, and how do you sell it? And like, here's my
0: thing though: Aren't we having the same conversation we had with when we first saw Little Big Planet? Like it was play, create, share, which was this cool idea. But how are we going to create levels? And where will we do this? And how do you do it? And are the levels going to come? And will they be incomplete? Like I feel like we're just knee-jerking to what we saw. I still, what I saw, I was like, that's cool. I don't know if I'd be in for 10, 12 hours of it, and I don't know if everybody else would be too. Somebody will be, but will it be? I'm more worried about it being financial success rather than that. I I believe in Media Molecule. I think they can deliver on their vision, and I just don't think they've explained their vision yet because that's how this works, like you're saying. Right? We as betas in 2016, we got plenty of fucking time to get explained to what this is.
1: Yeah, I hope that they continue to explain. Don't forget, it.
0: PSX I, is in a month and a half. You know I
1: will I mean? say though that Little Big Planet was not abstract. I mean, Little Big Planet was easy to understand. Like I remember when they rolled it out, and it was it was not. It's a, like it
0: had a campaign. It was a side scroller. I mean, like, it's, that's what it was, but I'm talking about, and then you can Phil create Harrison, whatever you want. Web 2.0 PlayStation 2.0. He was talking about, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I understand you were talking about it as it rolled out. I'm talking about it on first glance, glance coming back to IGN when it, it was at GDC that one year, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was like, Oh, we came back and immediately everybody understood hundred percent what it was. Is what I'm saying,
1: and it didn't, you know, to your point, it, it was a massive hit. So, yeah. uh, for PS3, it was a game it really needed at that time. Um,
0: I don't see that being the case here, but again, no, I don't we're either. at ground or a little bit removed from ground zero.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 just, you know, I guess I'm a little just disappointed and frustrated with them because, like to your point, they have such incredible potential to do something. Like, just it's like with with well, we'll get into it with David with David Cage and stuff. It's like even though you can David. make choices, I'm sorry, David Cage, even though you can make lots of choices and it's nonlinear like it's his story like you're gonna get where he wants you to go one way or the sure. other it might be a different outcome so there's such a thing as leaving a game too open-ended and i don't want open ended that's not why i play games it's the same reason why i talk sure. about how i don't play adventure and puzzle games really because it's like i don't want to be frustrated and annoyed like that's not
0: just but I feel, like you, the game. I feel like you're coming at it from the wrong way. You're coming at it as, you know, tell me a story. Make Tell me what you want me to know about this game. And they're coming at it as, we want you to interpret whatever the hell you want. I don't think, I don't, I mean, little big planet, right, outside of like the platinum forming pieces, it wasn't like frustrating, right? Like they want, you being dropped in an open space and they're like, drop as many trees as you want, but make sure you put down a door. is isn't going to frustrate you. It may not be what you want or whatever. No, because I just want the door and the trees to already be there. And you're done. Well, then, then you're, then you're, it's a walking simulator walk this doll over there and do this. I mean, I don't I don't use that term
1: in a pejorative way. There have been, you know, 3 fourths Home and gone home and all these others are great walking simulators, you
0: know. I'm aware.
1: So it's not, you know, I mean, 3
0: fourths Home is really a driving simulator.
1: It's or really just a choose your own adventure game. It's just
0: a really stupid and like you like you're so worried about me you want me to talk while this rain comes down. It's like, "Let me get off the phone, mom. Yeah. Dad. I've a brother. I, I got to
1: say I found that game very powerful." No, it was great. I, I got all the trophies on the uh, the Vita there. Uh, Alright, then they got into PlayStation VR. Shuhei Yoshida came out. Um, Shuhei came out for this. They talked about Rigs first, um, yeah. which they described as eSports in VR. Uh, I hadn't gotten a chance to play the game, and I've not read much about it. It looks really cool. Uh, I know we're a little behind on it, but it, it gave me a Rocket League vibe. Yep. Not in the way of it's a soccer game with cars in the way that it fuses two things that have nothing to do with each other into something that is a sport. So in yeah. this case, it's, it's shooting um, and like robotic kind of, you know, on a, on almost like a tracker, like a, you know, it
0: reminded me of like what I would call first person. I darb, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're jumping around, grabbing this thing, trying to get to the goal, you're getting ejected, all this stuff. Um, but well, cool. It was cool. It like looks very cool. I, I, I want to play it. Though?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, it's not a game. It's it reminds me of Rocket League, where we'll probably get it early, and I'll play it and be good at it, and then when everyone starts playing it, I won't be good, and I'll stop playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Riggs looks really cool. It's in development at Gorilla Cambridge, who we talked about during our first party segments last week. Uh, and uh, yeah, not much else to say about it. I, I'm glad you know. I we've often talked about how it's difficult to show the VR experience uh, in um to anyone in a trailer. And did they, they solve and it this time. They did, and they didn't. I mean, it's it, it's a they made that trailer using whatever assets they had, plus like real people playing yeah. in their in their VR headsets. So it's that's the solution, probably. Sure. Yeah. They showed "Until Dawn," "Russia Blood," which is which is real, which which is real. If you caught the
0: first half of our "PS I Love You" for today. We we're talking about how we're like, oh, I hope that's not real. That sounds terrible. And then I we watched it happen. You're in the minecart, two pistols. The ghost pops out. We're like, oh, that looks fucking bad. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure, uh, whatever. I'm I'm gonna, you know I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but I'm like. Oh, like is this what you want on you want v, you want playstation vr you want vr to be like hey, here's what it is it's on-rail shooters like you've played on the wii's like, oh. i have more concern over e- even the
1: nature of the game because it's an on-rail shooter whatever why would you do this to until dawn Like well, because- i don't understand like why you would squander the ip like this already like the ip has so much good faith and you're putting out something potentially it might be great it might be fucking awesome i have no idea right but you're putting out something potentially that Will confuse the market about what Until Dawn is, and I don't understand why this IP. Why couldn't it just be called Russia Blood, and, on your, and you're on a train car, and you're fighting enemies or ghouls or whatever. Why yeah. does that have to be associated with Until Dawn? It's just weird.
0: It's I, it I, You sense. imagine somebody was like, "We have a horror franchise. This is this horror demo we have. Let's make it into a horror game. Put them together, fuse them together. You know, try to capitalize on the goodwill, which could easily blow up in their face. Yeah, but it's it could also just go the same way of though. How many games have had stuff slapped on it and you're still excited for the core part of it? You know what I mean? Ratchet and Clank, there's been a bunch of weird Ration mm-hmm. Clanks or whatever. And it's like people are still super stoked about real Ratchet and Clank coming back when there's sure. a real Until Dawn again. But we're already talking about it in the way I'm sure they're terrified of people talking about it when there's a real Until Dawn. Yeah. Not that, this on rails fucking cart shit.
1: Yeah. And I, I, you know, so I'm not trying to be overly critical in the sense that it could be a, a great game in and of itself. I just don't understand why it has to be an Until Dawn game. Yeah. It's not even it's not even like I'm a a 10 million seller IP and you're like, oh, we got to take advantage of this. It's like this is a a game that really snuck up on people and has a lot of respect and is in a lot of game of the year consideration in terms of like your top five or whatever. Just leave it alone. Yeah. yeah. You know, call the game Rush of Blood. Remove the Until Dawn references and let them make the sequel, you know, and just stop Just stop. That's, you know, my opinion on that. We'll see. Um. Crytek came to the stage uh, to show a PSVR game called Robinson: The Journey, which will come to PlayStation VR first. Yeah, so it'll presumably come to Oculus later. Um, I wonder if Robinson is a reference to Robinson Crusoe. Too, I also, and that's the, the the nature kind of exploration vibe is what you I got, some got from dinosaurs
0: it. Dinosaurs and a robot eye taking you around.
1: The robot eye reminded me a little bit of Destiny. I'm sure yep. that they were a little disappointed. I'm sure because I'm sure the game was in development for a long time. Yeah, uh, the, you know, it reminds me of uh, what, what's his name uh, the your ghost. Ghost. Um, don't know much about it.
0: Put you, it, put
1: you in a prehistoric kind of setting, big brontosaurus kind of things walking around. Here, I'll give you some information How about that. Okay.
0: In Robinson, you assume the role of a young boy who has crash-landed on a mysterious planet and must become a pioneer of sorts as you explore your surroundings, interact with the world around you, and discover amazing secrets at every turn. I can't go into too many specifics right now, but that's the very high-level overview. Then it goes on for a long time... And you can't talk about it probably the best place to start with a couple of VR demos eh, that's fine blah, blah. I thought it was for me it was one of the most interesting pieces of the conference for something that was new mm-hmm. there was a bunch there was a bunch of new things shown. I'm like oh let's go cool. look into it or whatever this is one where I was like I'd like to play that right now and see what that's all about that seems like a really cool thing first yeah. person exploring on this dinosaur planet right?
1: yeah I think it sounds cool too I was interested more in the semantics of it as well in terms of Crytek like Crytek was in a lot of trouble so they're they're still functioning and making something that looks triple A. Yeah. Because, you know, we remember the conversation with Homefront and all this, like when they stopped paying, the guys that were making Homefront yeah, the Revolution, yeah, the game was taken then in-house by Deep Silver. Um, so I was actually surprised to see them.
0: Yeah. Uh, but here they are. What are we striving to achieve with Robinson the Journey? You could say that it's about recreating that level of authenticity on a much, much grander scale. He's talking about some of the previous demos they had done. That means not just making something visually stunning, but also telling a story that is emotionally engaging and which resonates with players beyond the game world. Also, shout out to jrod zero eight two three in the comments who says, Looks neat. Can't wait to see it in person when it launches. Shout out to Colin and Greg Love. What up? What up? I mean, this isn't that show, but it's the, it's the reaction. to the, Whatever you understand. All
1: right, they showed uh, Rebellion's new game Battlezone, which is going to come first to PSVR. I don't really have much to is, say it, about it that. It
0: looked like No Man's Sky with tanks. Yeah. we're in a tank, <laughs> and it's like all right, cool, interesting whatever. art style. Yeah, sure. exactly.
1: Uh, Shuhei confirmed that there are over 200 developers working on PSVR, so it seems like it's going to have a vibrant kind of ecosystem. I like, by the way, Greg, that they Shuhei could have come out to talk about anything. Yeah, that he wanted. He is a great uh, as uh, uh, Jim Ryan pointed out. He is a great spokesperson uh, spokesperson for spokesperson VR because he believes, and I it. really do think he does believe well, in it. I, and I, and, I, and I, I believe in it too. I don't know about its commercial viability, but I believe in the ability of making really awesome games. And they showed that cool um, rope walk movie. Yeah, the walk, the walk. The, walk yeah, Justin Gordon. everyday loved it. people using PlayStation VR, just re- and how realistic it could be, and, yeah. and can give you like total, you know, um, like vertigo and stuff right, like that. Right, so right. it's uh I appreciate that they're really, they really are behind it. To your point, they really are going to try to sell this thing. Yeah, and that's know?
0: great. I mean, that's the thing is like, you go back to episode two of PSI Love You XOXO when Shuhei was on, and like, that's where he sells me on PlayStation believing in VR, right? Like, I, I, I've i used VR. I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I worry about its commercial viability as you do. But like, that's the one where he talked about it and talking. When he was, when he said that it was, you know, this is the next 20 years of PlayStation, that got me excited mm-hmm. and interested. You know what I mean? That. They believe in it to that level that they think that this is like the first steps. And sure, they're shaking. There'll be a lot of problems. But coming out and saying that there's more than 200 developers working on stuff, you know, putting Valkyrie up, putting London Heist up. Now, that's my whole thing with the London Heist. We've done that tech demo a million times. I didn't know if they'd ever confirmed before that that's actually going to be a game. Yeah, I like still a consumer can get their hands on Yeah, out. I
1: don't know if it will be a game though, you know, no, or if it, or if it's going to be something that you download for free or download for a fraction of okay. price, a price to get an was hour. But that's new experience. stuff they were showing, right? Yeah, yeah, like, no. that wasn't
0: the same stuff I've played. No,
1: definitely. I I just I wonder I wonder this too, but just in the sense of what does it mean? Yeah, is it just a thing that will come with PlayStation VR yeah. or they know? put
0: up Megaton rail, uh Rainfall in that trailer to uh, you know, a compilation trailer, Heaven Sword, the Final Fantasy thing, and close out with Until Dawn. Their VR segments. VR.
1: They ended with three big games, other than other than Matterfall, which is of course the most important announcement
0: of the conference. Oh, and they did. The, you already said the Tekken Seven thing, but that was how they ended their mm-hmm. VR segments. Are all
1: right. So the big three that they ended with. They announced the new Gran Turismo game. Uh, it's not Gran Turismo Seven. It is called Gran Turismo Sport. It mm-hmm. is a PlayStation mm-hmm. Four exclusive um they stress connectivity and championships kind of like new ways to play new ways to interact with other racers around the world uh the beta testing will start in early 2016 they have not given a date i assume that it will not be a 2016 game they did confirm what greg has been saying which is that it's going to be playstation vr compatible although not exclusive i have
0: been predicting it being exclusive right. but I, when my what i because i immediately tweeted after the trailer for sport went through i was like why aren't these people wearing vr headsets and they're like we're it's going to be compatible it is going to be very interesting for me to see they announce it here and they talk about vr i still think that P, uh, PS I love you PSX is when they're going to push push really hard on PlayStation VR and I imagine from then on out I wouldn't be surprised if you're there hey you want to do a demo of GT you're wearing the fucking headset you know what I mean that they're making a big deal about it right. but we'll see
1: uh, not much more to say about it because we're not huge racing fans other than to say that the game looks extraordinarily beautiful
0: support your manufacturer as it said
1: support your country support your manufacturer the second of these three games they closed with was wild which we hadn't seen in a long time uh, we saw it at Gamescom last year. You ride
0: a bear. It looks
1: cool. You're a shaman. It looks cool. It didn't do much for
0: me. I, th- I mean, it looked fine. Don't get me wrong, but just the gameplay stuff, I was like, all right. Let's, mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know, like what the point of the game is. It seems like it's an open world. Yeah, non-linear. I like the idea that you're playing as a guy that can then control animals. I think that that's a really cool idea. So the examples they use of you know they they uh he took control of like a falcon or eagle, or whatever that was flying around and 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 and. Uh, to find some snakes that they needed to create an antidote but then they needed to penetrate this um this uh cannibal, cannibal camp. camp uh so they use a rabbit to kind of like run in the rabbit didn't actually do anything it just showed you like what it's, the cam- you the, scout the, out yeah. you scout out what's happening the he rabbit had a very he cute
0: swimming oh, he animation so horribly.
1: uh and then he uses a bear that he's riding to go in and 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 clean house i don't know what the nature of the game is uh they said that it is very early in development still yeah. uh so i don't think we're going to see it even maybe in 2017 but um it looks cool. I don't know. It, it seems like they're, the placement of it, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Yep. And the, so it's Sony's funding it and publishing it on PS4 only, and it seems like they're behind it based on where they showed it. Sure. True. They are a French developer, though.
0: Yeah. Interesting idea, but I don't know, man. I need to see more before I can yeah. get anything about it.
1: Uh, my interest definitely peaked. And then the game that they ended with was Quantic Dreams game, long rumored to be called Singularity. It is actually called Detroit Become Human. Right. Um, it is a PlayStation 4 exclusive from Quantic Dream. No release date was given. I assume it will not be next year. Um, it looks really cool. Now, everything Quantic Dream does looks cool, and we've had the highest the of the highs with Heavy Rain and what I would call is a pretty low with Beyond Two Souls. So there's reasons to be skeptical, but I'll be excited until I play the game and it's bad. You know?
0: Exactly. No, that's the thing about it. Right? I'm not saying
1: it's going to be bad. I'm saying I'll be excited until if it is bad.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. The, you hope that the you know, the big criticism for Beyond Two Souls, right, was it felt like it was just meandering, the timeline was all shaken up, what the hell's the story, right? Even when we you got demos for Beyond Two Souls and stuff, you have this you have this entity that follows you around does all this stuff. It's like, "All right, cool, but like how's that all like already? I'm super excited about this story, right? That it's picking up from pretty much from the, where the trailer left off." Car is out there, she is sentient, she has emotions, she wants to live, right? And so she's walking through this world that she was super excited to be a part of, and then she sees how the other robots and androids are being treated or whatever, right? And as she walks, they're all reacting to that they can tell that she's different, you know what I mean? Like that. Like you said it best, I think, what we're doing is that we always play the other side of the story. We always see the human side of the story. We never play the, I'm an android and I want to, you know what I mean, like, what's happening? How do I do this?
1: Right, it's deeper than that even, I think, which is based on, you know, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. But... It's deeper than even playing the other side. We often look at the, like at the AI situation that is developing in the world as something that is very dangerous for us. Yeah. You know? That is very dangerous for humanity. And this seems to take the point of view of like, no, it's very dangerous for us, like the AI. Like, this is... Da- mm-hmm. We're treated like shit, and we're not going to rise up and become Skynet or, or the Cylons or whatever. Like, we have, you know, the sentience, and we're the ones being abused. And I think that is a very interesting point of view as well. So it's not only playing as the Android, it's playing from the point of view of an Android who, who knows where it goes. Maybe they do try to take over the world. But that's I one bet of the she things.
0: gets really fucking angry. And yeah, yeah, like tries to get everybody to rebel.
1: But it, we often take the, you know, we often don't look at it from a more humanistic standpoint, which is interesting. They're not humans. um, And they show that a little bit. One of them, I think the most meaningful scene in the entire thing is the, is the, what looked like an anti AI or anti Android, um, you know, riot going on or whatever, yeah. or just a, uh, you know whatever it wasn't necessarily right but that was really important to me in the way that the humans are treating the ai not the other way around we all, we look at them as threats to our to our existence but they exist now and know they exist now because they are self-aware and maybe we are a threat to them yeah um which is of course where cylons and skynet comes from but um i just think it's an interesting it seems like it's gonna be an interesting shaking up of the bag of all of these tropes that have to do with this sci-fi this yeah. particular lane in sci-fi writing that might be a little bit different, and, and then when
0: you talk about how a, a quantum dream game plays, where it's going to be through, and we get to make the choices and do mm-hmm. so, is the am I going to be playing as uh, Kara who's getting super offended and wants to fight everybody, or am I going to be playing like I understand these humans are just scared of me? I can make it better, right? You know what I mean, like, what, what does that mean?
1: There's a lot. There's some interesting stuff there, and I will give it you me know my shout out to my usual shout out to David Cage in the sense that he and I, and I noted this to you. He just really.
0: Um, delivers delivers really well. Yeah, when he's when he's talking, when he's speaking to an audience, mm. he's great. Just his delivery is really, yeah, really good. Yeah,
1: he's really really good. I mean, I think that people think there's a pretension with Quantum Dreaming with him, and maybe there is, but I I think that when you deliver something like Heavy Rain, especially, you have a little bit of a right to be pretentious. Yeah. Um, and if they can replicate that experience, I'm not talking about that story or that way that game played, but that experience because Heavy Rain is such a special game. Yeah. I really didn't like Beyond Two Souls, and I and I think most people that I've talked to anyway didn't. There's something wrong with that game compared to Heavy Rain, and so take the pressure off, relax, make the game deliver it. I like that it takes place in Detroit. I like that the insinuation is that Detroit rises again as not a car manufacturing mm. city, but as a manufacturer of AI yeah. um, and Androids. So there's a lot of cool story, And it's also, Quantum Dream's um, continued obsession with the United States. Like, I, I don't, you know...
0: Just like the rest of the world. When he
1: was saying in the beginning, he's like, we've identified the city, and we, and I was like, oh, it's going to be Paris. Yeah. Like, finally, just tell a story outside the United States. I don't mind that you want to be take, take place in our country, but, you know, here we are again in Detroit. So there's something about, stylistically, that he likes about this home place. Home of
0: RoboCop. That's probably why he did it.
1: Well, that is true. That is yeah, the home of RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, in, in a nutshell, in a, let's see, a 44-minute nutshell, all of the uh, announcements, Greg.
0: So, overall... Don't rate it, but how was it? I
1: thought I thought it was I thought it was very good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was it was good. It was solid. I didn't I wanted to be blown away. I think more. You know what I mean? Not that I had like I was expecting them to come out and do like here's PlayStation Five or some shit. But I wanted a bit more unexpected things, if that makes sense.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I was hoping for something out of the left field. I knew that they weren't going to talk about Ben's game. I think that's an obvious PSX game. Yeah. Um, but Santa Monica or something like that. But Quantic Dream ending on Quantic Dream was great. There wasn't a lot of surprises, but it was a lot of games and it was a lot of exclusives. We used to talk about, you know, back in the day, PSP or Move used to take some time away from conferences. Then Vita took away time from conferences. By yeah. the way, Vita was mentioned zero times. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's PSVR that we have to compete with. So PS4 has to compete with VR, just like PS3 had to compete with PSP, and then Move, and then Vita for this time. So that said, I think that they they hit on everything that they could have anyway. Yeah. Um, it's always going to be a kind of a split attention thing. I know that's... You know, I was disappointed that Vita wasn't mentioned. I wasn't surprised... Uh, but I do think we will see it at PSX.
0: Funny you should say that, because over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, where you can go and ask all your questions for future episodes of PS, I love you, XOXO, the Ghost 6 says, that was a packed show, more games than I expected. What do you think is left for PSX now? PSX now is aimed directly at us and you, the PlayStation nerds out there who want all the nerdy PlayStation shit you want. So it's like... When you go to these big conferences, you have to appeal to the mass audience—people who, you know, are you know only play PlayStation casually or this, that, or the other, are excited for exclusives and stuff like that. Now that you're going to PSX, that's where you come out and you talk about Vita. Vita is not dead. Here, I'm Gio Corsi. I'm in a hockey jersey, and here are seven indie developers who are bringing awesome games to PlayStation Vita in the next seven months or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's where you come out and you do. Here is, as Tidex has been saying, your PlayStation name change. You can finally change your name. Get out there and do that. From there on out, that I mean, I think VR is when you come out and you put a date on VR. I really do. I
1: thought they would do it this at Paris,
0: but yeah, you're right. I think that it has to be now. Because that like I've been saying, I said it on the previous shows, this is your audience. This is where you teach people the gospel and they go home and preach the gospel. And so you come out, you do the keynote, you open the doors. There's a million kiosks to go play PlayStation VR. You do it. Then they everybody goes home from San Francisco and tells everybody how they have to get on board with this when it comes on such and such date. Right. Uh, geez, what else from there?
1: Ben's game, ben game and yeah, I, I yeah. think that's going to be the big announcement, and I think that it wouldn't surprise me if Santa Monica was there as well mm, in some capacity. Good point, good point. They ha- they, they're going to have one big AAA annou- an exclusive announcement. Exclusive has got to be Ben.
0: I mean, it has to be Ben. Just like this had to be Quantic Dream, it has to be Ben. Do you give uh, You think at PSX? Do you have Last Guardian stuff? you give them some more stage time? Or Maybe.
1: That- I don't know that you want to talk too much more about that game. Yeah, yeah. Just put the fucking just thing put out. it out okay. you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know if you want to draw more i like the idea of not drawing any attention to it anymore yeah. just let it let it happen when you're confident that they're going to hit their milestone which i think they will then you have a preview event and all that kind of stuff but i don't think there's any reason to
0: do that the, gra- the crazy psycho went to kind of slash psq to ask his question or her question what are your honest thoughts on no man's sky how well will it sell will vr be implemented and more importantly will it be any good or is it just a hyped up gimmick that goes nowhere I think
1: it will be VR compatible. I think that's going to be another announcement at, um, PSX. at PSX. I think they're going to announce the actual date and they will. announce. I think they just said June 2016. Now everyone shuts the fuck up. Sure. Uh, I it's think they'll have the, this week. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll have a specific date um, in June at PSX. They'll announce that it's VR compatible, which I think is obvious. And I would not be surprised if it comes out the same day that See, this, PSVR comes th- out.
0: And that, that's been my prediction. My prediction was that it's going to be. Oh, that's PS- my prediction. Uh, Oh, don't change, I just don't, made I just made it. No, I made it before you. Uh that it, it'll be a PlayStation VR launch game, right. right? But doesn't didn't they I guess they said what, like the first half of the year for PSVR? They've they've never like confirmed a yeah, date, they've not but I always it. think they I always thought they were sniffing around spring of 2016
1: ish. Yeah, I think that's probably the right way. I wonder if they're manufacturing now and stuff like that too. So mm-hmm. um Yeah, you have to you have to look at No Man's Sky as being something that's gonna be very important to PlayStation next year in terms of its exclusivity. And also in terms of its potential with VR, and I just can't imagine that that's not going to be VR, unless Hello Games really doesn't want to do that, and Sony doesn't want to help them do it, it seems like a huge lost opportunity for them to not not make that a VR game, and I think that's probably the reason why it's been delayed. Or not delayed, we don't know, we never knew what was going to come out, but... I think the reason why it's been overshown is because they are wedging VR into it now. Mm, um, mm. Is it going to sell well? Yes.
0: Uh, is it going? Do to, you believe in it? Though are you excited about
1: it? Uh, I'm. I'm half and half on it. I think that it looks really cool. I think it can be. I think it's clear it's going to be very engaging for a while. I wonder how old it's going to get. How quickly it's going to get old. You know. Yeah. Like how dynamic is it really? Going from planet to planet sounds fun until you see you do it a hundred times and you start seeing palette swaps yep, of yep, enemies yep, yep, yep. and you start collecting the same kinds of things. It's gotta be hello games. Th- this is the, this is the dichotomy between the game. Hello games made and the, and the studio that hello games is hello games, is a very small team. Mm-hmm. And to make a game like this takes balls and, and chutzpah and they've done it, but to ha- fill it with content, you would imagine would take, hundreds of people you know yeah. to fill it with content that would make it a meaningful experience unless it's just dynamically updated over and over and over again which is possible the, and since the, planets and star systems you will never ever see anyway
0: yeah you know that's the plan like i you know my infamously going into e3 and at e3 when they came on stage and talked about it i was like Shh, what the fuck this is the same demo i don't know what this game is and then i went behind closed doors to their apartment loft they were at played it sat there and played it talked to them about it and it's another instance of them selling me on the experience and i i think i have it's, it's similar to everything else we talk about, right? Where I think my expectation level is set at this is going to be a game that I'm going to want to play on my PlayStation VR, that I'm going to sit down every night every for a few, maybe an hour, 45 minutes, put it on, chill out before bed, go planet to planet, do these things, see what's happening. But the way they talk about it, right, is that when you talk to Sean Murray about this game, he talks about it like Minecraft, taking what works with Minecraft and doing it here. You're going to get this game. Nothing really is going to be explained. You're going to be thrown out there. What is going on? Where do I? How did you get that? You and you have to start talking to people online or your friends in real life and doing all these different things. And then wikis start getting built. Then this starts happening. And then they come back and they are going to be updating, they say, and adding in this vehicle, kind of, and this isn't specific, obviously, adding in vehicles or coming in and adding in more of a story of what you're trying to do when you get to the center, because that's the whole thing. You're trying to get to the center of the galaxy, apparently. But what if you go out and what if you go in and what is it? You know what I mean? Like if they actually stick with it and update it and change it and this becomes like an ever evolving thing. Right. It, I could see it having legs in terms of me playing it where it's like and maybe I haven't played it in a month or so but then I know something cool is happening so I pop it back on. I
1: hope that's the case. Yeah. I just, I'm I'm still, I, people have been very excited about this game. I've never been over the top excited about it ever. Sure. Um, I'm skeptical but I'm optimistic.
0: Okay. Let's call it that. Will Gordon, 91, went to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, where was Tequila Works with rhyme? If we don't hear something about that game at PSX, is there something wrong with the game? That game was announced before the PS4 was even released. Yeah,
1: I agree that it's been weird. This game and, even more pronounced, The Witness are two just totally MIA games. Now, The Witness is close.
0: They have a date now. Yeah. They've announced that. And I think that's the point, right? It's like, they are like, you had your chance to promote it. Now, until it's go time, no more.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I agree. I don't I don't understand how that game turned into a launch window game into... Presumably, they, I guess they never... I mean, they, they just intimated really it, it. Yeah, by yeah, saying... Yeah. I mean, I was at that fucking thing. Yeah, You know? Like, boots on the ground. It was... 2013 february 2013 so almost three years ago that game was show was was announced at the ps4 uh, uh, uh really reveal event in new york city i was there and everything on that stage was shown to be something that was a launch or launch window which is yeah. why infamous i think was pushed out a little bit drive club was delayed an entire year so probably not the best way to do it but um i don't know what the fuck happened to that game the witness no idea, like where it went, why it took so long. I'm not interested at it even in an, even get, a little bit kept anymore. Didn't they adding
0: puzzles or whatever?
1: Probably, but it's just it was just not communicated well. Sure. Um, and uh, I think that we've all just kind of lost our patience, or at least I've just lost my patience with them. I'm just like whatever, I'll play it when it comes out. We'll right. see. But I was excited about. it. I was interested, in it. And now I just don't. Even, you know, it's like a, it's like an afterthought. Sure. So it, that's up there even more than rhyme. But yeah, rhyme. Um, yeah. Yep, I believe I was that was a Gamescom 2013 game, if I remember correctly. And uh, which I think I was at that conference. And uh, I don't know. Should you be worried about it? If you don't hear anything about a PSX, probably. But
0: that's just conjecture. Who the fuck knows? Maybe
1: they just don't have anything to say.
0: Sure. Yeah, we get we jumped on. We jumped on people's throats for showing us too much. Now we're saying something for not showing anything. Where is the happy balance? PS, I love you. XOXO. Yeah, I'm looking now. uh, Yeah, Tequila
1: Works working on a PS4 exclusive uh, open world third person view adventure and puzzle game Um, and everything about it. So I'm just looking at the references on Wikipedia. Sure. Yeah, it was 2013, 2013, early 2014, early 2014, early 2014, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, There is nothing cited from uh, on this page from after February of
0: 2014. Mm, not great news. Richula writes in and says, Do you guys think... We're getting overflown... I don't know what the hell that means. ...by games with a prehistoric theme and that some of them will bomb thanks to oversaturation. We have the new Far Cry, Horizon, and now Wild. And of all those, which are you most excited for? It's got to be Horizon. That's an easy one. Oh, so Horizon's definitely... No, I, I don't
1: I don't think these games are necessarily interrelated. I think that... First of all, on Horizon, you're not fighting dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like dinosaurs, but they're presumably not. Um, I just... Uh, I think it's just one of those things like open world or superheroes or whatever. It's just like maybe the zeitgeist that people are feeling as they're developing their games. And you imagine a bunch of people
0: them. wanted to go in a different direction. You're getting so many open world city futuristic games. Why don't we go back? And maybe they weren't all talking. I tweeted during the conference that... The people who were developing Wild must have seen Horizon get revealed at E3 and go, fuck. And everyone's like, they're different games. You're fu-. And I'm like, I didn't mean the gameplay, guys. I mean the fact that at a glance you're running around this prehistoric thing. And one game looks fucking amazing. And one game looks good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Wild looks bad. I just don't think it's in the same realm. And I do think there's a point to it that by the time Far Cry comes out, uh, Horizon comes out, and theoretically Wild comes out, and maybe Wild and far, you know uh, Horizon jump around in there, I do think I think Wild's going to suffer because of what's around it. I do. Personally, that was my... And because I'm looking at I'm like, oh, it looks cool, but whatever.
1: Right. I think that uh, Primal, Far Cry Primal is going to be fine. And that's yeah, like a course. stopgap game. I really don't even know if Ubisoft really cares that much about that game. Yeah. I think what they probably care about is Far Cry 5. And this was an interstitial game for a team to work on with existing assets and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's probably going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually really interested to see how they, they do the Ubisoft formula, the Far Cry formula with bows and arrows and shit like that. Yeah. Um, exclusively. Uh... Then you have Horizon, which is probably going to be October and November, and that's going to have the force of first party behind it, and that game's going to sell very well. That game's going to be very, very big. Uh, and then I don't think you're going to see uh, Wild until probably 2016, mid to late 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, considering they, they were saying that it's, it's still early in development, I don't think that's an even remotely going to be a 2015 game. So I think by the time that comes out...
0: I think it'll be 2017.
1: You, you, yeah, maybe. You might you might be able to... You might want more dinosaurs again. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Um. Or more of this prehistoric, like, weird animal Yeah, go thing. possess animals yeah. and stuff, yeah.
0: We'll see. I don't believe. Greg fifty five wrote in to kindofunnycom slash psq and says, "When will Level Five finally announce their PlayStation Four exclusive? No E three like they said. Then not at TGS. Now not at PGW? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Which means Greg fifty five is incredulous about this. Uh, that
1: it could be a PSX game, but I don't think so. I think they're probably nah, just not yeah. ready. They're probably not ready to go. Level Five is big developer, but uh, I I think PSX might even be too small of a stage for what they, what for them." Um, in a way, maybe not. I mean, that's just my first instinct on that. Uh, they might, just, might not be ready to go, C- considering what they've done. Level five is very uneven. Developer. Uh, my assumption on this game is that it's it's either it could be Rogue Galaxy related, it could be Dark Cloud related, mm. it could be Nino Cooney related. I'm not sure that it's any of those directions is awesome, sure. right? So, Nino Cooney related would be really really great. Um, Nino Cooney, I think, surprised everyone with how well it did. Um, it sold very very well. Compared to what their forecasts were, no doubt lower. Right. Um, so they're probably just not ready to go yet. If it's a new IP, they're probably especially not ready to go yet. Um, so when, when do you really that game? if it's something like Nino Kuni 2, maybe PSX isn't, or Dark Cloud or Royal Galaxy, maybe. P-
0: Dark Cloud, if it's Dark Cloud, PSX would make so much sense because that's such a beloved franchise. Right. Nino Kuni as well, but I mean, that's also a game that I think is sold so well that you could do that anywhere. And right. It makes sense. You know what I mean?
1: Um. So yeah, it's just probably not ready to go. I'm, in, I'm as interested as you are. I'm, you know, level five. Also made like White Knight Chronicles and shit. So there's not
0: Ryan Clement's is favorite game.
1: There, there is an unevenness to, to their to their approach with with their games. But um, I'm confused where they are too. But take their time. We have plenty of games. Uh, when it's time, they'll say something. I, we're not, you know,
0: it's not exactly
1: uh, a dearth of games. Yeah, you, know, you got to things played. to play. Yeah,
0: President Twenty Thirty Eight went to kindoffunny slash psq and said, "I'm surprised Quantic Dream didn't take the opportunity to announce the release date." or the release window for Heavy Rain slash Beyond Two Souls PS4 remasters. Odd, what do you think? I agree. Um,
1: Beyond Two Souls, as we said before, is PS4 trophies have been alive for like a year and a half. Um, They've been alive for like ever. Maybe not quite a year and a half, but alive for a really long time. Sure. Uh, They've already talked about how Beyond and uh, Heavy Rain are coming to PS4. I thought that was weird as well. I don't know that that's for him to announce, but I'm surprised when they didn't, when Jim Ryan was like, you know, David Cage coming out, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heavy Rain, Beyond Souls. Over. I thought that yeah. that would be maybe even an imminent announcement because um, those games have just been sitting around. What's probably going to happen, remember what we've talked about in the past. These collections typically reveal something is happening, right? Yeah. So God of War 1 and 2 came out for God of War 3. Team Eco Collection came out, no doubt to be timed with when The Last Guardian was supposed to come out. Sly Cooper Collection comes out and Sly 4 is what it's teasing. um, On and on and on and on. Sure. So it might make the most sense if this is a 2017 game, which it probably is, to just not release them at all until, say, March 2017. And then the game comes out October 2017.
0: Yep. Give yourself like a six-month window. So they
1: might, these games are done and in the, in the hopper and they're just like, all right, we just now we wait. They're like, are they going to use it to make more money on these games or are they going to use it as a promotional tool, especially because Beyond Two Souls really just came out like two years ago. So, um, like, what's the rush?
0: Looking through here on the fly this isn't our normal mm-hmm. show every Tuesday understood 9 a.m. Pacific time two rounds left almost had a question but it's I think we've just answered it so we've already comprehensively answered it okay because he said after watching the PlayStation I wish to pick it that's what he said after watching the PlayStation I wish to pick your brains dreams Detroit and wild are moving in different directions than most of the other games we saw of those three games which appeals to you the most from a gameplay? Or premise? Detroit. Detroit, yeah.
1: We don't know what the gameplay of Detroit is going to be, but you assume it's a third-person David though. Cage game. Yeah, the premise, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah. And here's what we In response to that, not really, but kind of, Pi Blah Khan. Okay, That's a good name. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, he went over to funny.com slash PSQ and says, not going to lie, car looks kind of lame to me. Granted, we know nothing about how it will play, but AI being human-like has been done to death. We get it. The moral of the story will be that robots can have emotions too and should be treated better. Groundedness is what made Heavy Rain so great, even with some of the liberties it took regarding realism. But this is just going to be filled with overly sappy sci-fi cliches. Maybe that's an assumption,
1: a series of assumptions. Right. Uh, I don't blame you for making assumptions, considering Beyond Two Souls was, was pretty soft in the quality department, in my opinion. But yeah. um, I don't know that you can look at a game like Heavy Rain as being more grounded than a game that takes place in the future just because the game takes place in the future. Yeah. So don't make assumptions that the game's not going to be grounded because it's fiction takes place in a time we've not been in yet. That doesn't make any sense to me. You can have a game that's totally... You can have a story that's totally grounded that takes place in the year 4000. It does not matter. It's about People. what are the rules of that world yeah. and is it grounded within that world. If groundedness only means realistic. Then we can only work within the confines of where we've been and what we know as opposed to like what we think is going to happen what we think we will know in the future. And so... Um, you know you can't base like what, what's it like call of duty uh, is grounded in world at war call of duty isn't grounded in advanced warfare but it doesn't make advanced warfare not a good game and sure. not a good call of duty game it's really good so you can take even the most grounded bro shooter and say well it's not grounded for x y and z but it doesn't make it good or bad necessarily groundedness is good that's what made the last of us great you know but not being grounded is what makes uncharted great they use the term, by the way. I think if I maybe I misunderstood a term I never heard before. High adventure, for uncharted, yeah. Which was which is interesting. I've never heard that term. It could be a term that I've heard that people I think use. I've I, heard it before. Uh, but we often talk about sci-fi or high fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the term high adventure, which says to them like it's a realistic game. It's really not. Drake is a mass murderer. You know, he <laughs> Drake has killed thousands of people. There's in all that these crazy
0: ass supernatural things happening around right. him, and yeah,
1: yeah. Like how grounded do you want? it? Do you want it so grounded that when Drake gets shot, once he's dead? Because we can get real grounded. Well, I mean, we can get grounded if you want. I mean, they're going to do that in Call of Duty, in the new Call of Duty. Right. In Black Ops 3, there will be a grounded mode or whatever call they're going to call it uh, where you get shot once you're dead. Yeah. So is that... We'll see how fun that is.
0: Yeah. You know? Famous Custard wrote in to kindofunnycom slash PSQ and has the pleasure of being the final question for this special edition episode. He or she says, what do you think of all the Vita announcements? What was your favorite Vita <laughs> game announced at the press conference?
1: That's funny. Well, I mean, it's, is it really a huge surprise that Vita wasn't there i mean even so i didn't bring this up actually greg on on our last podcast on episode five yeah that this story and i didn't i didn't want to even acknowledge it because it's so not it's, it just shows how little a lot of games press and journalists just don't pay attention to vita at all with the story making the rounds again that vita has right. no first party games i'm like that is like one of the oldest pieces of news like you might as well get your fucking you know old newspapers out from the 80s that's like it's like it's like that's not news. Sure. They've been saying that for a long time. So I don't know why. Maybe pay a little closer attention and know that that's not news. Um, Again, it's
0: but it's my press conference versus PSX conference conversation. Well, no. S- such a wide mainstream audience that doesn't know that. Well, I mean, I'm not attacking like, this person. I'm attacking. Oh, I know. I know. I know.
1: But, but so is it a huge surprise that Vita wasn't even mentioned? No. I thought maybe they dropped the price or do something like that. PSX, you were bound to hear about Vita, and that's when the announcements are going to happen. I mean, I'm looking. I'm just looking at my Twitter now, and, and NeoGaf, like they're just their Vita games are being announced. They're talking about them. There's a special edition of the new Atelier game coming out with all the shit in on in, in box on Vita. I mean, the, the, if you continue to buy Vita games and buy Vita and support Vita, games will continue to come. Clearly, Sony doesn't like talking about the ecosystem very much anymore, but they are making money on it, or they wouldn't do it anymore. You sure. would assume, right? So, all right. Yeah. So my favorite announcement. Very funny.
0: Well, remember, of course, through the power of a remote play, every PlayStation 4 game is a Vita game. So I guess my favorite announcement was the No Man's Sky release date. That's enough. Okay, I'll stop now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a very special episode of PS. I love you XOXO. Remember, the show posts each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Yes, we did put up one already this week. So go and listen to episode five. That's an hour and 45 minutes of everything that's talking about PlayStation. This episode six was just about Paris Games Week. So there's a lot to talk about beforehand. That's when we did everything else. So remember, go there. Listen to that. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Go over to YouTube.com slash games. Subscribe there. Go to kindofunny.com, Follow us on Twitch. Do all that stuff. All the links are there. That's how you support us the best way. Keep this show going because, of course, kindofunny.com keeps these mics on. We usually have other segments we end with, but we don't have to do that. I'm not going to burn my another yeah. worst name of the right, week or right. forgotten PlayStation game today. Please. This is
1: a supplemental supplemental episode. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: You didn't even have to say thank you. Uh, I did, however, pick a new song. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call a shoe hey. This one was submitted by a guy. Let me look through here. The problem was he didn't put his name on there. I didn't put his... You no, know, you know, nah, it doesn't matter. He doesn't even... It's not even on Bandcamp anymore. You can't even get this. This is from a band called The Initiative, all right? Hey there.
1: You know what? The song doesn't even exist.
0: Been, been a best friend since buying the Game Over Greggy show on Bandcamp was the only way I, and I've been a best and I've been a fan of Beyond since episode and eighty six. Figured I'd love to be featured on PSI Love You XOXO as the song of the week since I never tried on Beyond. I was in a band called The Initiative a few years ago, but we split up due to me getting a big boy job and not having any more time. We were a pop punk band in the vein of Newfound Glory and Sum forty one, so if you'd like to have a listen and hopefully my friend's over oh that was a great song god I love that (laughs) record Uh, hopefully I'll hear this song on an upcoming episode anyway congrats and thank you well thank you The Initiative uh, for sending this along I'm sorry your band is now defunct so there's nowhere to even go to buy this album if you're listening on the mp3 you're about to hear that song if you're watching at home you can click on the little annotation that'll pop up here in one second and go watch the video so ladies and gentlemen it's been our pleasure to serve you once again until next time here's The Initiative (laughs)